Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. So this is the last message in this series. It's been such a great series as we have looked at the reality that we are in a spiritual battle. There is not, there's no neutral ground on the earth. It is either taking, taken for God or the enemy is trying to take it for himself. But we have walked through these areas of our lives that the enemy tries to influence in our lives to get us to become something. Because what you believe about yourself, you become. What you live is what you learn. Also, the emotions of our heart. We've talked about how the enemy has come to, to cause these emotions, to cause us into other actions that are not God's best for our lives. And so often, we, if, if the enemy can't keep you from being saved, he will keep you ineffective from walking out your call and dominion on the earth as a believer. And so today, I want to conclude this talking about walking in the authority of God in your life. Walking in spiritual authority. And how do we do that? Today, it's going to be a little teachery, but it's important that we understand that we have an authority in the spiritual realm to take authority over the realms of which we dwell. Now, there are some things that we need to understand though because when we have authority, we, we can use it, we can exercise it, but we need to understand it in a biblical manner. So authority of a believer is directly connected to the authority of Christ. It's the authority is not just a word, it's an action. It's something that is, it's something that, that, that manifests itself. It, it looks like something. So if I say you have spiritual authority, that means it looks like something in your life. <coughs> Excuse me, still fighting a cold, but in the name of Jesus, I'm healed. Everybody say amen to that, all right. <coughs> so, but it, this authority, this authority that you have that's been given to you by, by God through Christ is something we need to understand and walk in it. And so depending which authority, there are some very basic principles of authority. So even if you were to step outside of God, you manifest the authority in which you are under. This, is, this authority flows from the one you are submitted to. So when you are looking at this, this idea of you walking in God's purpose for your life and walking in spiritual authority over all the works and strategies of the devil, over your life, over your family's life, over wherever you are and other people around you. We need to walk and understand how do we exercise it and what is it. So it's so important that we understand that authority that was given to us by God is not something we, we turn on and off. It is what's been given to us. So when you walk into the grocery store, you're walking with the authority that God's given you, the spiritual authority. I've often said this, <clears throat> when, I, when I talk about spiritual authority, um, I, I, it brings me back to me growing up on a farm with chickens running around. And I don't know if you've ever walked through a yard full of chickens, but when you start walking, they get the heck out of your way. And so I always see this as spirit, walking in your spiritual authority is like walking in the midst of a spiritual world, but the, the demons who are chickens in, this, in this, this one right here, they, they leave when you walk into the room, right? There's, there's, a, there's an authority. <clears throat> and they are chickens. Let's just call them that. That's fine. So we know that Jesus walked in authority. So I want us to look at 
the authority he walked in. Mark 1.27 says they were all amazed that, so that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching, this is from Jesus, with authority. So this, this man, Jesus, he's teaching and there's authority. He commands even the unclean spirits to obey him. So they had never seen this before. This man walks on the scene and tells unclean spirits to get out, and they do. Goes to a tormented person, and he casts out unclean spirits, and they're healed and restored. And Jesus, Jesus exercised his authority, and it brought deliverance to people's lives. So it would be so awesome if us as believers had a greater understanding of what it means to walk in authority. I believe if we understood this, one it, life would be a lot more fun and we get to see a lot more cool stuff. But also I believe it would transform our families. It would transform our own lives. It would transform the place we work. It would transform the place we live. It would, we, we would understand that as a believer, we are never victims because Jesus is the victorious one for us. And so we would walk in that authority that God has given us. So I would love for us to walk in authority. Um, I... Um, I was chatting with one of our missionaries in Pakistan, Salik Barkat, and he told me there was a woman who was not a Christian and she would have seizures and she would uh, be rendered unconscious and for minutes and sometimes hours and they tried all these different healers, they tried all this different stuff and someone said, listen, it ain't working, go to this guy's church. And so this precious woman shows up, <clears throat> Salik just prays for her and he cast an unclean spirit out of her and instantly she was healed and the whole family is now saved. And so what is this authority that has been given to us by God? Well, we know as Jesus walked in authority, but also the scripture says that he gave authority to others as well. Luke 9.1, he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons to cure diseases. So he gave them something they didn't have. And then he says, go and use it. So he gave them something from himself. Now remember, you can't give what you don't have. Well, he had authority. But the other question is, where did his authority come from? Which it might, you might think, well, that's kind of strange. I, I, no, he was, he's fully man and fully God, so he had his own authority. Actually, Jesus representing mankind, Jesus being the second Adam to, to set the example for what it looks like for believers to walk in this new covenant with him, Jesus had received his authority. Matthew 28 and this is the great commission. Jesus came and said to them, all authority. Everybody say, all authority. So all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now, we saw earlier he gave it to his disciples. And so since this is true, you can go and make disciples of nations, baptizing them, teaching them to observe what I've commanded you. And I'm with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. And I'll go in more of this as we get into the next series in Christ as King. But Jesus had received authority. He then gave it to his followers. He then said, now you go and exercise it. 
Most believers don't understand that we have authority over the spiritual realm. Most believers think their faith just starts, at, it starts and stops at their salvation. But when you give your life to Jesus, you become one of his kids, your king's kid. And you become part of the family business, which is uh, the book of John says, Jesus came to destroy the works of darkness. So you become a part of this kingdom of light that's smashing the kingdom of darkness on this earth. That is our purpose. That is our mission. Most of us just think it's just this faith is just for my salvation. No, 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 no. It starts there. It starts at your salvation. But you are called by God to demonstrate and establish his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So what we forget is that Jesus has all authority on earth. He just said he did. We go, yeah, I know he has it in heaven because that's where he's at. This is the the pie and the, the, the clouds in the sky and the, he's up there and he has authority up there. But what we forget is he has all authority on this earth and he repurchased. Remember what Adam, oh man, I'm going to get into this, but I don't want to till next week. I'm going to say it anyway. Adam gave away his rights to have authority on earth. Gave it away. Sold it. He, he disobeyed God and he gave Satan the authority on this earth. So the plan, though, was to send, then God was to send his own son, which in Genesis it says that though the serpent, meaning Satan, would strike the heel of our Redeemer, that heel of our Redeemer would ultimately crush the head of Satan, meaning he would remove his authority and he would take it back for mankind. That's good. That's really good. You know it's good when you amen yourself. That was good. <clears throat> so what we need to understand is that Jesus, who holds the authority on earth now because of his death, burial, and resurrection, which he rep represented every person on the earth, that we can now live in his power and his freedom, that we can be reestablished as stewards and authority authority figures on the earth, what we need to see there is that God has something for us to do. And so we get our authority from God the same way that Jesus received his authority. All authority had been given to Jesus. And so Jesus said this in John 12, when he's talking about his teaching, he says, or he says I have not spoken on my own authority. But the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. So Jesus was delegated authority from the Father. He was fully man and fully God. But there was this understanding that authority was delegated, just like authority is delegated from, from, from Jesus to us. So all authority, all authority. So there's only one authority that's not delegated. So even when the principles of authority, there's only one that's not delegated, and that is God, because his authority is supreme. No one gave God his authority. He is authority. But every authority on earth has been delegated, been given to. Even like 
this weekend, uh, there's, we're, there's a, a wedding tomorrow. What happens even when the father walks the, the, the precious girl down the aisle or whoever is walking her down, that is signifying the authority and covering over this daughter is now being transferred to this new man and this new husband who has a role. He now has an authority. That authority can't be taken. That authority cannot be, can be snatched away, can't be stolen. Authority can only be delegated and given. And so God has given us his authority. So that's where we get it. John 14, 10 says this. So Jesus speaking, says, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. I want to encourage you here just briefly. I want you to hear what Jesus is saying. So Jesus has been healing the sick. He's been casting out demons. He's been teaching with authority. I mean, he's been rattling the cage of the religious leaders. And he's, he's, been, he's been doing amazing things. But I want you to see that this authority that is in Christ is he recognizes it, that it's the Father who dwells in me that does the works. So many of us, are we, we think that what God can do through us is because of our, we have to wind up our authority in such a way that once it gets ready to pop, then we can actually do something. But actually Jesus said it's the authority that is from the Father in me that's doing the work. So listen, this should set you free today. So when you pray for the sick, it's the Father who does the works. When you, when you pray and, and, and declare something over your family, over your life, it's the Father who does the works. It's not about your works. It's about the Father's working through you. It's not about you doing, doing all the checklists and jumping through all the hoops so that now God can use you. No, this is you understanding it is the work of God in your life that just likes to show off through his kids. That's really what it is. And you need to have faith not in your authority, but have faith in God's authority that dwells in you. That's what you have faith in. We have faith that it is God who does the work. It's not me. It's God who, that's, that's why I can pray for the sick. That's why I can, I can take authority over the demonic realm. That's why I have authority because it's not mine. It is God himself who dwells in me. I am now, because of Christ, the temple of God. The same word that was used as the, as the holy of holies that you see in the Old Testament is the same word used for you and I now through our faith in Christ. God's presence dwells in us. That's awesome. Jesus also, he was speaking about the coming of the Holy Spirit in John 16. says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. So here you have the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus says he doesn't speak on his authority. The Spirit, Jesus said, will not speak on his authority. But look, look how these, the Spirit functions. Whatever he hears... He will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. So the Spirit points to the, to the Son, and, and the Son points to the Father. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has 
is mine. Therefore I, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He'll give it to you. And this is where our authority, this is the flow of our authority. So if Jesus and the Holy Spirit functioned under God's authority, then naturally you and I as followers of Jesus, as temples of the Holy Spirit, are also to function under God's authority. So when you tell thoughts or desires or temptations or a demonic spirit to flee, when, when I take authority over thoughts of doubt, when I declare the freedom of Christ, I am speaking I am speaking with the authority of God. And so you said, Jason, why? How, how, can you, how can you speak that? How can you declare that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because what you align your life with and speak and declare that's according to God's word is what you are called to speak and declare, to believe, to pray for, to ask God for it. If it's in the Bible, it is God's it is for God's will for your life. Now, I, I don't understand all of the, the, the nuances of everything. I don't understand why everyone doesn't get healed. I don't understand. But what I do know is that you can have confidence and you can lean into God and you can declare his authority over your life, over your children, over your family, over your home, over the city, over, over every aspect. You can do it. Because your authority comes from the Father. So... How do you get it? How do you walk in it? So authority is given. So it's not, it's not earned, it's given. So just like authority is delegated here on earth, it's also delegated spiritually. So how do you walk in it? Well, there's this an interesting story that maybe if you read it before out of Matthew 21 about Jesus coming up to a fig tree and cursing it. And there's all kinds of, you know, ideas of why he did it, all this kind of stuff, very interesting. But I always thought, what did that fig tree do to you, Jesus? Like, why would you just be so mean? But what happens is, um, I'll, I'll just read it, starting in verse 9. Seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. Wouldn't that have been cool to see? I mean, just all of a sudden like, poof, like, whoa, that was cool. Um, when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? That's a great question. And Jesus answered them, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what, what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it'll happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So here you go, wait a minute. What is, what is how, how, how do I walk in this? I, I mean, man, I, I wish I could curse the weeds in my, in my yard. Wouldn't that be great? Man, maybe I'll try that. Man, that was, okay. But here's like, how do I walk in this? And, and really is this, is what Jesus is saying is after we're saved, it's like it's the Wild West and we got our six shooters of authority and we just kind of just shoot whatever we want and speak to whatever we want and rearrange the mountains. And, you know, I, I'm, that's, that's what he said. But unless we don't understand something, how is it that you walk in the authority that Christ walked in? So let me ask you a question. Well, I'll make a statement, then a question. Remember, Jesus, he spoke and he said he only did what he saw the Father do. And he only said what he heard the Father say. So why did, why did Jesus curse the fig tree? 
according to that statement, he cursed the fig tree because the father told him to. Why did the fig tree wither and die? Because it was the father's will. So Jesus was told to do it. Now, I'm not going to go into why and what I believe why, but the key of walking in authority is hearing what the father is saying. Because it's the Father who does the work through us. So it's our authority flows from us doing and saying the Father's will. Doing and saying the Father's word. That's where our authority comes from. How many people believe that I can walk out there? Listen, we're a prime spot to give Jesus' words a shot. We got mountains. Let's see if we can rearrange some. I've never seen a mountain plucked up and tossed into the, the sea. So why, why can't we tell them to relocate? Because that's what Jesus said. And this is, I want to bring also some understanding and balance of what it means to walk in authority. Why wouldn't it work if I was to do it right now? Because the Father is not saying to do it. It's not the Father's will for it to happen. So he doesn't give me just autonomous authority like, well... Have a lot of fun. He doesn't give me authority to accomplish things that aren't in his will. So our supernatural spiritual authority flows when we align ourselves with the will of God. When I started leading this church uh, seven years ago, honored, grateful. And the question, I've, I've shared this with you before, was, Jason, what's your vision? What's your vision? What's your vision? What's your vision? Listen, you don't want my vision And I said, and I, and, I, and I stayed on this until God revealed it to me. But my heart, I don't, I don't, I want God's vision for this house, not mine. Not, not something that's important to me. Not something that is in my personal calling that I would apply that and that like somehow lead God's people to accomplish something that's my vision. How weak. My job as a pastor is to discern God's vision for his house, his people, and then do that. And when you align with his will and his purpose, when you listen for his words, when you preach his word and for the house that God has called us to be a part of, what happens is then we begin to see supernatural things happening. So if you want supernatural things in your life, align your life with God's will and his word. Amen? So that, that's, that's the heart. So so. The reason, why, why did Jesus do that and it happened? Because it's what the Father was saying. So he did it. So here's, here's another question then. Since we're given authority, how, how do we lose it or can we lose it? There's a story in Matthew 8, very familiar one. Jesus had entered Capernaum. A centurion came forward to him, appealing to him. He says, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof. But only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say one go and he goes to another come and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly, I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. So 
what we see and explain, and Jesus agrees with what the centurion said. He marveled at it because he had an understanding of spiritual things. This is in context with, with Jesus just speaking the word and bringing healing to his servant. So Jesus is saying, hey, listen, this is the way it works. This is the way it works. So the way you get authority is by submitting to authority. The centurion understood. No, no, I, I understand authority works. So authority had been given to me. I tell people under me to do it, and they do it. He's like, Jesus, you've got the goods. You've got authority. So you just say it, and it'll happen. So we need to understand walking in our supernatural authority is, comes by us submitting to the authority of God in our lives. This centurion had great faith because he understood the spiritual principle and, and earthly principle of authority. This is why for, for women when, and, and young women, when you're looking for a husband, look for one who's going to be an authority that you can look up to. Because his role is to be the head of the house. That's what the Bible says. I know it's weird and people are like, oh, they freak out about that. But the, the whole idea is this is how God works. So, so women, choose a husband who can lead the house who can, loves God, who spiritually is submitted under, under God. Out of Corinthians, what it says is the man is the head of the woman, and then Christ is the head of the man, and the father is the head of, of Christ. So what, what he's demonstrating is, is anointing, blessing, provision, protection, authority flows from your authority. So how do we walk under God's authority? We submit under him. We get under him. We get under the spout where his glory comes out and you stay there. That's what you do. And so from him, we are able to walk in authority. So how do we lose it then? Well, the reality is this. If by submitting to his authority and to his word, we, we walk, we align ourselves and walk in a greater authority, then the opposite would be true. Through rebellion through a heart that actually doesn't want God, we step out of his authority. We step out from underneath it. And so if we're trying to use God's authority to accomplish things that aren't God's will, it's not gonna happen. And so we discern God's will by being submitted to him. It's so important we understand that authority is given to us when we are submitted underneath his word and his will. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you're gonna live every minute of your life perfectly, but as your heart is turned towards God, to, to love him, to get to know him, as your heart is turned towards him, you flow, that's an act of submission that you flow and walk under and with the authority of God in your life. So when we live under the authority of the word, when we submit to his word, we're protected by God, we're, we, are, we are receiving authority from God, and so we need to understand this also, though, that um, there are people who actually believe that they are submitted to authority. Let's just say general authority. But really, they're just, they're just compliant. Because how, how many know that a child, you can, they will obey you, but on the inside, they are disobeying you, right? It's like the old story where, you know, the, they tell Johnny to sit down, and Johnny sit down, and finally he sits down, and he goes, but on the inside, I'm standing up. You can be compliant 
and not be submissive, and not be under God's, your heart turned towards him. So compliance will go along with something until you don't want to do it. So when you're submitted to God and under his word, it means that you will read in this word that in order to submit to God, there's going to be days, excuse me, minutes, seconds of every day that you're going to need to die to yourself in order to obey him. This is a part of discipleship, that we crucify our flesh. The reason why it's called crucify your flesh is because it's painful at times, because you die. Lord, I want what you want. And submission is aligning yourself with what God wants, meaning you die. Compliance is just going through the motions until, until you don't want to do it, and then you don't. So Satan's one tool is to get us in rebellion against God and walk out from our authority so that we won't push back the kingdom of darkness. Also, he wants to torment us. So if we choose to leave God's protection, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about his protection. If we choose to willfully rebel against God, then we are leaving ourselves vulnerable for the enemy to wreak havoc in our life. And that's what he wants. So that's why, as we've been talking about, he tries to influence the decisions of our life, the gates that open up or close, that allow things in or keep things out. So we quote often from James, resist the devil and he will flee from you, which is, which is true. But we often miss the beginning. Therefore, verse 7, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. There's a difference. We can say, hey, I'm resisting, I'm resisting. But the first reality of being protected and walking in God's authority is submission to God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. See, when you're under, when you're submitted to God, you are, you are God's responsibility to protect when you're under his, his wing or his umbrella of authority, it's he's, you are his responsibility. And so if you choose to step out and by not submitting to him, he, he, wants God, he wants his best for you, but he also allows free choice and free will. So how do we resist the works of the devil? We submit to God and he protects us and he keeps us. And we dwell underneath the, his shadow of, of his wing. We ourselves are protected by his faithfulness and our submission to him. So saying yes to God is like saying no to the devil, right? So if you submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Yes to God, yes to submission, yes to his word, yes to, to dying to ourselves, yes to crucifying our flesh, yes to wanting our hearts to be turned towards God and asking him to soften our own hearts. All those yeses are a bunch of no's to the devil and his plan over your life. That's what, that's what you need to understand. So walking in your authority is just saying yes to God. Yes to his word, yes to his heart, yes to his will, and aligning yourself with it. So we lose our authority by leaving God's covering. Again, not salvation, just talking about covering. 
My children will always be my children. But if they choose to live out from underneath my protection, it's going to be painful for them. But they're always my child. But remember this. Repentance restores our authority because it realigns ourselves underneath God and submitted and, and him being our head and the one that we submit under. So many times we live under shame and condemnation. And, and so then the enemy tries to tell you, you don't have any authority. You've failed too much. You've, you've sinned, you've rebelled. But here's the beautiful thing about God. The moment that we repent, we come into alignment with him. We give him access to protection over our life. And that's the beautiful thing about our, our Savior. He's the God of one, two, three chances, four chances, fifth chances. And so repentance is our pathway to walking in authority and walking out what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So how do we use this authority in the spiritual way? How do you use this in your home? Well, this is what authority looks like. So I'm not going to be extensive on this, but this is what Paul speaks about his authority as the apostle. And he says this, for this reason, I write these things. While I'm away from you, that when I come, I may not have to be severe in my use of the authority that the Lord has given me for building up, not for tearing down. So how you use God's authority is you build up. How you use God's authority is you apply God's word into your life, into your family. You, you build up, you lift up. Now this doesn't mean you're, it's not, you're not gonna offend people. Of course you will. They, I mean, Jesus offended. The most loving, like love, totally personified in Christ and they hated him. He spoke truth, but he did it in love. But what our authority is given to us is to build up and not tear down. Build up and not tear down. That's why you need to understand, some of you have been hurt by pastors along the way. Well, they use their God-given authority as a leader of a church, according to the pastoral epistles in scripture, instead of lifting you up, they tore you down. They, they use that authority to promote themselves. They use that authority to, to exploit you. They use that authority to, to make you feel a certain way, to manipulate you, to hurt you. And you have said, see, that's why I don't trust pastors anymore. Well, you need to know something. That was not the authority. They misused it. And they did not do it to lift you up, to edify you, to strengthen you, to give you life, and to point you to the Father through the Son, and to point you to the Spirit to comfort you and to meet you where you are. So we need to understand that wasn't when someone misuses the authority of God, it is, that is not God. That's them using through the flesh what God gave them in the Spirit. And here's, here's the scary thing about that person. They will be judged for that unless they repent. There is a judgment. That's why the scripture says in, in James, it says that many of you shouldn't be teachers because if you do, you're actually held to a higher standard to be condemned by if you decide to use your platform to promote you instead of Jesus. 
I don't want to be there. And I know many of you don't either. But the truth is this. Authority is given to lift up. Authority is given to build you up. Authority is given to you to do the same. And so we see that we are to build up and not tear down. We're to use our authority to edify, to strengthen, to bring life. Why? Because that's the will of the Father. The will of the Father is to do those things. To lift up, to redeem, to speak over someone's life. For some of you fathers in the home, the greatest thing you can do is look your child in the face and just tell them, I am proud of you. God's hand is on your life and he's going to use you. You are, you are speaking. Why? Because God wants to use them. God's hand is on their life. And you are coming to alignment with what God, you are using your authority to edify, to lift up, to encourage. Moms, the same way. God's given you an authority to speak over your children, speak over your husband, husband, speak over your wife. Use your authority to lift up and to come into alignment with what God says in his word. And then use it and apply it and you'll begin to see supernatural things happening. You will. When you declare what God has said and spoken, you begin to see. When you speak things under the authority of God, that's an alignment to his word. You begin to see them manifest in your life, over your family, over your children, over your finances, over, over your future. That's the way things work. And so my encouragement to you today is to understand your, author your authority. Understand it. Embrace it. Walk in it. So this is our calling. Our calling is to walk in authority. And live out everything that God has for us. And I, I believe that God wants to reignite you wanting to walk out God's authority in your life. I think God also wants to show you some things that you can submit to him and repent to align yourself. I think God wants this in all of our lives. I think God wants to heal you from wounds that were caused to you because of someone misused God's authority. Could have been a father, could have been a mother, could have been a relative, could have been a pastor, could have been a teacher, could have been a coach. It, it, could, it could have been all of those things. And so God wants, though, he wants to heal you from that so that you can then walk in your authority and be everything that God's called you to walk in so that now you can walk in, in, the, in that authority and edify and lift others up. That you can push back the, the princes of darkness. That you can speak over your family that which God is speaking. That you can declare that my family is going to be righteous and we will follow God. That you can speak over your city and say, I, I, I don't know how this is going to happen, but a Abortion is not something that is God wants in my city, so how do we get it out of here? Whatever it is, you come into alignment with God's will and his word and his purpose, and you walk as strong, courageous soldiers in the kingdom of God, doing his will, doing his way, living in the supernatural realm when you align yourself. Friends, listen, you are called by God, anointed by God, given his spirit to walk in authority. You have the power over demons. You have the power over the prince of darkness darkness because you are called by God to live out and walk out his kingdom on this earth. Amen. And if we could, let's just stand.
And I want to give us a moment. Also, I, I, I want to speak this. Some of you are, are single parent homes. Mothers who are serving their children without a father in the home. You can do this over your family, over your children. God, God is, is the husband of your home. And you walk in that authority. Don't believe the lie that, that it's, it, you can't do this. No, you can. And God's called you to do this. So I just ask just for a moment. We're going to take a few, few moments, next five minutes or so. The worship team's going to come out. And what is it that God is speaking to you in a realm that you, you realize, I need to walk in authority in this area. I need to align myself here. And I want us to spend some time. I believe God wants us to spend some time allowing his spirit to speak to us. What areas do you need to repent and just realign yourself underneath God's word? What areas do you need to ask God to heal you because authority has been used the wrong way against you? God knows. So I just want to ask if you could just bow your heads just for a moment and, and invite the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth. God, we, we acknowledge that there are areas in all of our lives that we have not aligned ourselves. And so, Lord, we just want to, we just want to confess. We want to repent, meaning we want to change the way we think and align our beliefs with your truth and your word. Lord, I, I want to, on behalf of the leadership of this church, Lord, I want to repent of anything that this church came out of alignment with or is out of alignment now regarding your will and your vision and your purpose. Lord, just continue to reveal that to us. Lord, over the next few moments, for us personally, for us in our maybe representing our own homes, for us that you, you are prompting us to exercise our authority. We just want to surrender to you. And as we worship, God, that we would encounter you, we would be transformed by you, and we would begin to feel this great sense of adventure of what it means to walk fully in our authority. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you here, just right where you are, just welcome him. We welcome you to speak to us. We welcome you as we spend some time. So over the next few minutes, if you wanna come to the altar and pray and seek God, please do that. If you wanna stay where you are, please do that. But let's take some time and allow God to speak to us through his word. Let's do that.
for your authority. So Lord, today, may this be a turning point in our lives. 
Lord, we invite you to come and have your way. And Lord, we submit ourselves to you under your authority for your purposes. And God, may we, all of us together, begin walking in a fresh new authority. May the supernatural things of you, may we see them in our midst. May we see them in our prayers. May we experience them in our personal lives. And may we see, God, our families and our city and our state transformed for your purposes and for your glory. And may you use us to do it. Lord, may you keep reminding us that our journey and calling just began at our salvation. And we are to walk it out under your authority. Lord, I thank you today for healing those who have been hurt by authority and have misused it. Lord, continue to minister to them this week. God, we just acknowledge we belong to you. You are our God and we are your people. And this is your church. And so God, may you bless your people today. May you strengthen them. May they continue to listen to the Spirit as he continues to minister to them. And may we leave here different than how we came. If you can, just remain with your heads bowed just for a moment. If you could just close your eyes for a moment. If you're here today and you would recognize that you have not come under God's authority. You have been running from him. You, have, you recognize that you have not put your trust in his son, Jesus Christ. He is inviting you today to receive his salvation. And nobody's looking around. If that's you today and you want to, just as a step of faith, just raise your hand right now if you want to receive that salvation. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So awesome. God bless you. Thank you. I'm going to lead you in a prayer just as acknowledging what the faith that you've put in Christ. And let's all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. God, thank you for sending your son. I put my trust and what Jesus did for me, that he paid the penalty for my sin. And I receive the salvation he purchased for me. Lord, from this moment forward, I'm yours. Do with me as you will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna continue to to, uh, to create an atmosphere for people to continue to seek God. If you'd like to, you are more than welcome to. If you have children, you can go grab your kids as well. God bless you, friends. I love you. It's been a great day. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, visit faith.church. That's faith.church.